Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. When it comes to working hard and keeping it real, we know our shit. Self-care, happiness, inner peace, and time. I'm Brianna Rooney, and this is Taylor Bradley. Hey, y'all. And we have thrived in chaos and turned it into an art form. So, Taylor, what are we doing here today? We're here to give you a raw, under-the-hood view of all things recruiting and finally give credit where credit is due to a long, underrated industry that's full of, quote-unquote, experts. All right. Well, then let's take this show to the road. Hello. Welcome to Talent Takeover Unfiltered. So, oh, oh we're shimmying. I forgot. We didn't shimmy today. Damn we it. didn't. Our vibe wasn't We on, came in right? bitchy. We did. So we were like, <laughs> <laughs> but it got better. As always, when we start recording, it gets better. It does get better. Okay. So what we're hitting today is interview projects. So it's quite the trend, as we know, that companies have gotten their power back. It was a candidate-driven market for many, 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 many years. So now the companies are having some control and we're seeing a lot of interview projects. That's what we're hitting with today. Mm -hmm. Taylor, what's going on? Well, this we're talking a lot about these different themes that we're seeing in the market. I thought I think this whole like series that we're doing on just interviewing and layoffs and how to approach. How, it's all just kind of how to approach all of these different situations. Because if you've never been in any of these situations, or if you haven't been in one in a long time, it's kind of hard to know, like, is this normal? What's what's normal? How should I yeah. respond to this? And so I think it's worth noting and starting at like, it's normal dependent upon what the market is. What companies will ask of you will shift based on yep. what's happening in the market. And I think we saw, you know, when it was a candidate's market, the interview processes got shorter. Um, there was not a lot of assessments. It was like fast hiring decisions. Mm -hmm. We saw a lot of really, I think, incredible improvements. And then, then we go back to these days where it's like, you know, thousands of applicants per job, like 4,000, 2,000. I know you were saying something, you saw some the other day yeah. that was like 2,000 per role, which is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. And then assessments. I think for certain roles, assessments are appropriate, but I think the duration, um, how much time they spend, I think that's where things get a little bit tricky to me. Um, and Jess, our producer, reminded me of this when we were kind of talking and socializing this episode of, you know, there was a company that had asked me to do a project in the interview process. This was like my last employer. So I forgot like when it was, but it was, it was for a global TA head, a head of global TA mm -hmm. role. And they asked me to do their 30, 60, 90 day plan of what that person would do. And this oh, wow. was in this Wait, was what in, you would do in that role. Oh, wow. Okay. They asked me to do it over Mother's Day weekend and have it to them by Monday. And I got it mm. on a Friday and I was like, fuck off. Whoa. And so, and that was after like three interviews. So it was like okay. very far into the interview process. I couldn't tell you the name of the company, anything, because I withdrew my candidacy from there. I was just like. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to do this because it's the actual work. Whenever I'd ask questions about what will this person be responsible for, uh -huh. you know, their initial projects, it's that. And so it's like, are you just going to take the best one, have all of these candidates yep. do it, take the best one? Yeah. I mean, of course mm -hmm. they are. Right. And so it is work for free. And so I think that that's something that companies used to be mindful of um, when it was a candidate's market. And then now we're getting back to like, well, how desperate are people for a job? They'll do these things. And so I think that's also one thing to note for candidates is if you're not willing to do it, somebody else out there probably is. Sure. And so it's it's probably going to be a no-go for you if you're not willing to do these things. But I think it, you got to ask yourself, do you want to work for a company like that? And that's what I asked myself was like, 
I don't want to work there. You know, I was a passive candidate. I wasn't actively looking. They reached out to me. I'd already met with the CEO a couple of times. It was a smaller company, but growing very, very quickly. And then you asked me to do that. And the turnaround time, Mother's Day weekend, I was like, it's a no. Like, this is not a company. I could already tell it's not a company I want to work at. And then when I withdrew, I didn't get a call from the recruiter. I got an email back because I sent an email withdrawing. I got a call from the CEO asking why I was withdrawing. And I, I told him exactly why. And I was like, I don't think it's going to be a good culture fit for me because I, I, I mean, even asking me to do that anytime, 30, 60, 90 day plan, but like over Mother's Day weekend and have it to you by Monday for an interview on Tuesday, I was like, no, this is just not going to be a fit for me. But it's a so lot of work. What did the CEO say? He was like, well, you know, basically said something about like, this is just really important to that role. We can't move forward with a candidate. We don't know what their 30, 60, 90 day plan, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, I understand all of that. Like, I understand that that was their process. And this is before it was a candidate's market too. Like we're going back several years. So probably like five years ago, I would say. Um, But yeah, it was still like, he, he didn't give me a great answer. He didn't say you didn't have to do it. He was just like wanting to know from hear it from himself, I guess, of why I was withdrawing. And I just told him exactly what I had told the recruiter. It was a very short conversation, but you know, there was no changing my mind about having to do that. And then the timeline, the expectation that they had set was really gross to me. Yeah. So I guess what's interesting is that they're hiring you. Why are you the one coming up with your plan? Is that normal? So that's where I've been hearing a lot lately that this is normal. They're having people do these things. So like Jess was telling me about somebody who um, she read about who had to, in a marketing role, create a content calendar for fall. And this was, they were asking this of her in August. And this was in an interview process. And she's like, it's free work. So I know there are companies out there that do pay people like an hourly rate for their time to go through an interview process. That's fair. That's fair. Mm-hmm. And the candidate can still choose if they want to do it or not. Because if you've got this other really demanding job, you may not want to, sure. like, I don't have the time. So you can still choose if you want to do it. But I think you should compensate people. Like, it is absolutely, in my opinion, you're expecting to get work from people for free if you're asking them to put together that in-depth of a plan or do actual work that, you know, you have to sign something and everything that says that they could use it if they want to. Yeah, 100%. I think if it's a really crucial role, um, then, yeah, if and you said, hey, th- this is, and again, you should know in the beginning, like let's set expectations here. But yeah, and, th- and then you say, and this is how much you're going to get paid. And so I would assume that the pay per hour shouldn't change per candidate. You should just say, here's what we need and here's why we need it. And here's how much we'll pay you to get it done. And here's how long it's going to take. You yeah. know, like all of those things. And then you get to decide, right? But I, But I also think that should be on your time. So it's not like that fast turnaround is like its own separate weird thing, I think, um, mm-hmm. because it's like, well, you didn't tell me. I mean, I don't I don't know. Like, I just can't. E- I can't even imagine. I really can't. I mean, in engineering, you do a lot of projects, um, but there is code that you have to show because it's like it's a very different role, right? So they have mm-hmm. to know you can actually code, right? So like they'll do like 45 to 60 minute code challenges, but it's normally not to then for like they're going to put up on their site, right? Like it's super different. Well, and then there's other assessments that are like the DISC, the Hogan, like those, you know, behavioral personality. They're all like behavioral personality assessments like that. They can Mm -hmm. tell you if you're an integrator, if you're an innovator, if you're, there's other ones that can tell you if you're a farmer, if you're, you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there's a million different assessments like that that are more you just, I don't know. I feel like that's completely different than doing actual work. Like I would spend an hour doing a Hogan or a DISC assessment if I needed to, even though Mm -hmm. they're not that long. But if you're having me do like a 30, 60, 90 day plan, 
And also really being thoughtful of like, this person probably has a family, probably has another job. You know, they definitely do if you know they're a passive candidate. And so what is the timeline for them to actually build that out? Because think about the person in the role. How long would it take the person in the role to build out a 30, 60, 90 day plan? Would you expect them to do that in a week, in 48 hours? No, but I'm also thinking like, can you ask questions? <laughs> like, I, like, like you don't even know their business. You don't know their goals. You don't know the, any kind of capacity planning. You don't know fucking anything. Yeah. They would give you, I, I'm trying to think back on what they did, but I think they gave me, they did let me ask questions, but I didn't even get that far. I was just like, wait, yeah. what, what is this assignment? And it was like what you would do in 30 days, what you would do in 60, what you would do in 90. But basically you have to come up with your own priorities and tell them like what they should, which is absolutely going to be used. They did put that disclaimer. Like it's going to be used. If we like points from it, we'll use it even if you're not the candidate. And I was just like, which makes sense if you're doing all of the work. Like, I don't know what they have engineers code, but I know that there's been some other roles that I've heard about, um, here recently where they're asking people to put together like 30 days and somebody, uh, we could talk offline about it, but it's somebody, you know, and I was just like, yeah, when they were telling me, I was like, Ugh, yeah, I probably wouldn't do that. Cause it was the, exactly like that assignment that I had gotten. And I was like, it's just a bad, like ask, asking them to do the work that that person's going to do in that job. Yeah. I think I'm also concerned about, because as we know from from being in recruiting for so long, that people leave by 90 days if it's like, if they don't have a good onboarding system and, you Mm -hmm. know, there's the expectations aren't set, all of those things, people will leave and that costs the company so much money. So why in God's name when they have their own plan already done? Yeah. You know, it just seems counterproductive. It doesn't even make sense. Yep. I, I totally agree with that. And I know like we give, I want to put this out there because like people are, that have interviewed with us historically are probably like, well, you guys gave me a sourcing challenge because we do Oh yeah, in the yeah. interview process. But I will say like, we don't put a timeline on it. Never once have we said like, you need to have this back this in back. 24 yeah. hours. You know, it's on the candidate as to when they get it done. And it's not for a real role. It's all made up. No. Yeah. It's made and up. It's, don't and contact I say anybody. 15. Yeah. And I say 15 minutes. It takes 15 minutes. It shouldn't even take you longer than that. Like we put a time, time on it, all those things. And I think that's something different. Again, like, I don't know how engineers feel about the coding, but I think that's, if it's something that they could do very quickly, 15, 20 minutes, and you don't have to actually reach out to anybody. There's nobody else you need to connect with or involve with. It's like ours was basically, here's this profile Mm -hmm. and this job description and find me 15, 20 people that align, but don't reach out to them. And it's all completely made up, you know? made up the company's made up everything is made up so we do give them context in order to be able to do that but i feel like that's not uncommon in a recruiting or sourcing world for you to be asked to show what you can do but then if it's like i don't know if it's doing actual work that the company has to get done anyway you should be paying the person to do it yeah i mean i was i'm even thinking like and i'm obviously not a marketer but if i would show hey i'll show you my content calendar from last year like yeah. people should, companies should expect, Hey, show me like, okay. Um, uh, engineers, for example, like they could say, Hey, I will take your coding challenge or I'll just show you actually my open source quote. Like you want to do that? Like, and they'll have the option because it shouldn't matter whether or not it's like doing work for them or if it's just showing your, your competency, because you know, here's the thing, how many times and I, I'm thinking about this one interview in particular, but how many times have you interviewed someone onboarded them and you were like, wait, what? You can't do shit. Like, how did you, like, I feel tricked, (laughs) Uh, you know? And it's like, I I think that there's, that happens, unfortunately, quite often, which I think is why companies are starting to be like, okay, 
here it's like assessment land. We're going to like really like make sure. But I still think you could have the most thorough interview process in the goddamn universe and you're still going to make mistakes. Absolutely. You know? Cause if you think about these assessments, not building out and even building out a 30, 60, 90 day plan, somebody could always have someone do it for them. Like, you know, if we yeah, and that's what's happening right now. People, yeah. That's interview for them. Yep. And so it's like somebody else can always have someone do that for them. So there's always, to, use, to your point, like there's always going to be ways and loopholes that people can get around doing this stuff. And then now with chat GPT. I was just thinking that. That's exactly yeah. I'm like, uh, excuse me, let me ask my little buddy over here what they think. <laughs> what 30, 60, 90 day plan is. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think it's, I think it's absolute bullshit. I think assessments have to happen. I get it in certain I mean, even manufacturing roles that I used to hire for electrical, mechanical engineering, like there was an assessment, but I think when you're asking somebody to do actual work, that is a responsibility of that role. They should be paid even if it's an assessment mm -hmm. and understand that 100%. they may not want to do all that work either. Because mm -hmm. I mean, I think when I think about 30, 60, 90 day plan, you need to give somebody time to build that out. You wouldn't want that done in 48 hours. It would be rushed, whatever it is, or they'd be working night and day. So that obviously is indicative of what it's like to work at your, yeah. your culture. Um, right. But I think, you know, the sourcing assessment, stuff like that, that we do, um, Hogan's, any little assessments like that, I think are totally normal and to be expected. Um, I've also heard of some where they're required to give a presentation. So I had a friend who was telling me about this. It was. I think that's actually pretty common. I have, I've had a lot of roles with presentations. It's like a year ago and she mm -hmm. was required to give a presentation in the interview process to senior leadership. And I was like, mm -hmm. wow, you know, and it was like, did you have time to practice? Like what was the turnaround time to when you had to submit the presentation material to having to give the presentation? I mean, it was like weeks in that one stage of that interview process. So it moved very quickly until she got to mm -hmm. that one process or part of the process. Um, and then she said they gave her two weeks and I was like, did that even feel fast for you with a whole nother job, by the way? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah, it did. Like, yeah, even um, I mean, product ma project project and product managers definitely have presentations. I've seen a lot, um, but even software engineers, I've had I've had lots go in for a presentation. And I mean, whiteboard code, like literally whiteboard code challenges, like up on like they're writing code on the the whiteboard. Yeah, I mean, some of the engineering um, ones, they'd be in there for six hours. That was very 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 normal. Yeah, Did they pay them. No, no, that was just, it was exactly what the entire industry was doing. It was probably about like eight, 10, eight plus years ago. Um, wow. And it was, it was super, super, super normal. Like everyone was going in there for six hours. And I'm talking like, like the big boys, like Box, Dropbox, Airbnb, like, like all like Uber, they all had, it was very normal four to six hour onsites. Wow. Yeah. I guess that is indicative of like, you want to work for that company if you're willing to do that. Yeah. But I still think that the um, the assessments, like we're actually doing physical work, is is where the my red flag comes from. Yeah, like that's like no, I no. Mm -mm. Uh, but uh, on the opposite side, I'm all, I guess I'll be a little devil's advocate over here. What I don't like are some of the things that have nothing to do with the job. You know, like brain teasers and stuff like that. Mm. And like they just want to see how you think. I mean, I definitely think that there's good way to do that. And there's a bad way to do that where it's like, what in God's name? Like I can do this job. Yeah. <laughs> Why in God's name are you putting me through a game show like Jeopardy? You put yeah. me in Jeopardy. I'm failing that all day long. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I completely agree with that too. Like I was just thinking about those different scenarios of when that, like, 
this like goes back to the texting. I want to see how you react, like putting you on a spot to try to see how you're going to react to something versus like if you're doing something on your own time, like the disc, Hogan, any of those is high five, any of that stuff that we've ever yeah. taken. It's like you take it on your own time. It's not hours long things to do like assessments. Mm -hmm. And I think those are totally normal. And I mean, they're pretty accurate in my opinion. Yeah. Okay. So if someone is just in love with his job, in love with the company, has like absolutely everything and they get to this assessment where it really feels like it's work, do you feel like it's very appropriate for the person to go back and say, hey, this is what I charge hourly for this? Yeah. I think yeah. and I th the, another question I think is appropriate to ask is how many candidates are doing this mm -hmm. assessment or doing this project? I think it's very important to know like how many people, because I asked that and it was two other people. So there was three of us that they were getting a 30, 60, 90 day plan from. And I was like, so... And the fact that they tell you, by the way, this is a really important, the fact that they would tell you, like, we may use your plan or parts of it, but like, you may not get hired. Essentially, the doc I had to sign. Yeah. But I did, I signed the doc, but I didn't end up doing, I was like, no, I'm not going to do this. Um, but I think it's like you could deem the person, somebody else to be a better fit for the job, but use somebody else's 30, 60, 90 day plan. That doesn't make any sense. No sense at all. <laughs> I was just like, no, I just had to like, like through that. I'm right. So I was like, and it wasn't till you said that, that I started thinking about like, it wasn't even to, it wasn't even an indication of like how good that person was going to be because you weren't necessarily going to use their plan. Yeah. That is funny. If, if it was between three people, then the best plan is the person who should get the job. A thousand percent. Oh my God. That's so crazy. Oh, that's, that's actually kind of funny. <laughs> it's a train wreck. So it's like companies wow. make, that's a mistake that a company shouldn't make. Right. Like, cause I can't even mm -hmm. imagine what have to feel like there would be some, I don't know, maybe not because you signed the form, but there would be some like legal aspects or discrimination or something like, wait, I didn't get the job, but use my plan. So why wasn't I a good fit for the job? Yeah, it's wild. So yeah. I think on, on both sides, like if you're a recruiter or TA leader, whatever you are, um, and you see that they're having assessments like this, you know, yeah. you don't always have to sip the Kool-Aid. Okay. Like there's lots of data out there that will show this isn't a great idea. You yeah. know, like the, having the, putting them through the ringer doesn't always make sure you get the best candidate. It just makes, it actually might even get, get you the most desperate candidate True. because the ones that are actually going through it might be the ones that need it the most, which might not always be the most qualified, unfortunately. So it's like, talk about discrimination, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's, that's, I don't know, all red flags going on there. Um, now from the, the, the candidate perspective, I definitely encourage people to ask their recruiters and ask the, whoever they're talking to, Hey, what am I expected to do? How long is this going to take? Like if they're not already will like, you know, um, straightforward with what, what you're going to do, then ask, like, if you yeah. do not know what an interview process is like before getting into it, ask, push Absolutely. back. You know, because here's the thing. Again, there's an exception to every single rule. And I know that really, really great candidates, at least on paper, right, are able to push back. And I think that even internally, companies can appreciate that. You know, like I don't want to go into a meeting and everyone's like, yep, good idea, Brianna. This is exactly what we're going to do. And then mm -hmm. I find out it was actually a shitty idea and no one agreed with me. Then I'm upset, yeah. right? So it's right. like if I expect pushback in a, like normal company setting, then I expect pushback in an interview. Yeah, I think it, actually your confidence can soar pretty high. Yeah. yeah. I think about most companies though, and most companies are not equipped to take any kind of like rejection. And so it's really like, I know if, from our perspective, we're like, oh, okay. You know, pushing back and having some boundaries would, I'd, I'd have respect for that. But most companies do not. 
when you think about that. Like most companies that put candidates through these interview processes, they, they're not looking. It's not a test like the text test at 10 p.m. to see like, ooh, are they just going to say yes to doing it? Or are they going to say no? Because I'm really looking for somebody that's going to say no or tell me, you know, here's my hourly rate to do it. Like that's not that's not typically the mentalities of these companies. Sure. It's to sure. actually put them through the assessment and get the results and use them however they please. Mm. Which yeah. sucks. Yeah. It does suck. I mean, I even think back to and again, I, I live in an engineering world, so it's it's definitely different. I will I will say that. But like I've had lots of candidates be like, sorry, I'm too senior in my career to do this shit. And I will literally go back and tell them. And depending on what their resume looked like, depending on if they said okay or not. Yeah. You know? So I mean, I don't know. I still encourage the pushback, but again, every situation is different. All right, that's the end of today's episode, but make sure that you stay tuned for next week, part two, where Brianna and Taylor discuss in more detail interview assessments, yay or nay, and give you some closing thoughts. <laughs> Thanks, y'all. See you next week.